I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. A perverse heart shall depart from me. I will not know wickedness. Whoever secretly slanders his neighbor, him I will destroy. The one who has a haughty look and a proud heart, him I will not endure. Mine eyes, my, my eyes shall be on the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He who walks in a perfect way, he shall serve me. He who works deceit shall not dwell within my house. He who tells lies shall not continue in my presence. Early I will destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all the evildoers from the city of the Lord. Psalm 101. Uh, been a little bit, but this one actually starts with the superscription. It says a psalm of David. It's been a little bit since it's come up and said that. And really what he's doing here is he's almost making resolutions. And, and how he's going to live his life, who he's going to work do it do it with is do it with excuse me and there and there's kind of an idea here that um, he may have just become king or he's definitely the king at least because it says early I will destroy all the wicked of the land that I may cut off the evildoers from the city of the Lord I don't think you can probably do that easily without being the king okay just just a simple thought there but this really as I watched a little bit of um, Bernie Sanders' announcement earlier today, kind of most people thought he was going to uh, step down and all he did was double down. Um, but it's almost like a campaign speech that he's making here. These are the promises that I'm going to do. Only it's not a campaign speech for the people as much as it's before God. Um, verse 1, it says, I will sing of mercy and justice. Uh, some translations, they didn't figure out which ones exactly might say, I will sing of your mercy and justice. Your is an added word there. I think he's actually singing of mercy and justice directly. Now, is it implied that it's God's mercy and justice as well? Yes. Um, and, and, but it was in that idea of a campaign speech there, he was intending to rule with mercy and justice. And, and again, along with the love for God's mercy and justice. Mercy, um, we've also seen this a couple of times translated differently, but mercy, mercy here is that covenantal love, that love where God said, this is what I'm going to do. And it was the, what bonded him, if you will, or bound him to the Israelite people and specifically here to David. Um, and, and really how God had dealt with David to this point. Think about that for a minute. How long had it been between when David was anointed king and received the promises of God and when David actually was anointed, was um, not anointed king, but he was crowned king. About 14 years. I'm not a very patient person. 14 years is a long time to wait. Hmm? Yeah, 14 years and most of that 14 years he was on the run from Saul run for his own life so in essence God was patient in his dealing with Saul even though Saul's end was pronounced wasn't it 
He was not going to be king anymore. Um, but also in being patient with Saul, he was um, testing David and seeing how faithful David would be. Now, at this point, if David is now king, the justice had come. You have the love or the mercy. Now you have the justice. David wants to act like he's been treated. You know, the whole do unto others as you would have them do unto you works for kings too. God had shown him mercy and and justice. Now he wanted to rule with mercy and justice. In verses 2 to 4, it points out um, how he wants to handle himself. And the first one is in, in 2. I will behave wisely in a perfect way. He wants to rule in integrity. He wants to be a person of integrity. He says, I will behave wisely. That's how I want to rule. If I'm going to rule other people, I should then rule myself wisely. I think one of the commentators mentioned that the word there is actually kind of more carefully. I will behave carefully in a perfect way, or I will behave in a careful way. Excuse me, that's better. Another one tra- translation uses the word blameless. He proved himself when he had a chance to kill Saul. He didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so he, he's careful, blameless, perfect. You have to actually think about it, don't you? There's an idea there of being conscientious, measured in your actions. You have to think, and it's not always just think and do. It's think and filter it out and then do it correctly. And then he responds with, oh, when will you come to me? You think he felt helpless behaving perfectly? He needed God's help. Um. Then he moves on. It says, I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. So if he's going to be being a person of integrity, he also wants that to be in his own home. Where is the hardest place to have integrity? Home is where you're probably going to slip up the most. Um, It's easy to fail there. And reality is, did David do so well there? No, David's own home was an area of complete trouble. And, and really, he then co- continues on with goals to avoid. Verse 3, I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. I will hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. Saul had really shown what not to do, hadn't he? Saul had done these exact things. Uh, setting nothing wicked before his eyes. Saul was a man that was guided by his passions. Maybe not in a relationship way, but it may have been, but in his passion for stuff, passion for things. Um, He wasn't, think of the way that he had been treated by Paul and his men. Continuing on verse 4, a perverse heart shall depart from me. I will not know wickedness. How had David been treated? Miserably. He uses the word perverse. It's likely that he still felt some of that hurt or that pain from how he was treated. You ever have somebody treat you badly and you just feel it for a long time? It just doesn't go away. 
Even though the people, I mean, Saul was not even on the scene anymore, was he? And he had died. But yet, I'm sure David still felt that to a certain extent. And David was committed to not doing what Saul had done. Verses 5 down through 7 speak to who he's going to partner with. Whoever secretly slanders his neighbor, him I will destroy. The one who has a haughty look and a proud heart, him I will not endure. Again, drop down to verse 7 for a minute. He who works deceit shall not dwell within my house. He who tells lies shall not continue in my presence. Partially here, you can't do leadership alone. You have to be able to delegate. You have to have people you can trust. And influence goes both ways. The, the leader can be influencing, yeah, influencing the, the, the sub-leaders, if you will. But also those, those leaders then influence the, the main leader too, don't they? goes both ways. So David says, these are the type of people I'm not going to involve myself. Specifically 5 and 7 there verses. People who smear rivals. Just tear people down. Watch politics, you'll see that uh, of a modern illustration. Not people who are full of pride and bend rules for personal gain. We've all seen that, haven't we? And then lastly, verse 7 there specifically, but um, not say one thing and do another. Or, or even mean another by what they say. He's not going to surround himself with that. Then in verse 6, it does say who he is going to be around with. My eyes shall be on the faithful of the land that they may dwell with me who walk in a perfect or blameless way. People that are faithful. People that are, that are upright, they have character. You know, when it comes to leadership, skill is one thing. Integrity is another. Skill will only get you so far. But skill is nothing if there's not integrity to back it up. In verse 8, it kind of finishes out here. Early I will destroy all the wicked of the land. Then I cut off all the evildoers from the city of the Lord. There's a consistency here. If you're going to be that way in your own life and in your own government, then it, go, it carries over to the kingdom. It carries over to everybody. <clears throat> Excuse me. It says Dave, David says here, early I will destroy all the wicked of the land. The, the ruling faction, I suppose, of the day would have been similar to what we see with Boaz when he went to gain Ruth, is you would go to the city gates and there would be rulings on things. David went early to do these things. And if it wasn't him, he sent a representative. And this was a pattern of his life because even when you look at Absalom, when Ad- Absalom used that method to gain the hearts of the people, didn't he? But it, then it was said he had to go very early in the morning because he had to be there before David or David's representative. Now, <clears throat> backing off from these things, David failed in some of these areas critically. That's a warning for us and an encouragement that we're going to fail too. But warning is, don't stay away from it. It's not a acceptable acceptance thereof. Well, we're all just going to fail. Oh well. It's it's yeah, we can fail, but we should stay away from it. Also, what does this also have to say about 
our political leaders as we're looking towards an election coming up? Are we looking for people of integrity? That's going to be hard, few and far between, isn't it? It, It's going to be few and far between. But the reality is, that's what David was saying, is I'm going to rule with integrity. And then also, just kind of a thought here of, these are in essence resolutions. Is it wrong for us to make resolutions? Okay, if I'm saying that these are resolutions, it's in the Bible. It's not necessarily wrong, maybe to make annual resolutions, but these were resolutions that David was making for his life. Now I am going to do this. I don't see there being anything wrong with that, as long as it's consistent with Scripture, which David's resolutions were. But, yeah, David, David definitely, like God said, lives, lived a life that set himself apart from what Saul did. He didn't want any part of that. And he held his own, his own people to that because even Joab, was it Joab that wanted to kill David or encouraged David, sorry, not to kill David, to kill Saul, but he encouraged David to kill Saul. And David said, nope, I'm not going to go there. He had, he had integrity. So, any other thoughts on this or? Hmm. Careful. Okay, so it's it's in a different place. I looked there, but I was looking at the wrong place. I would be careful. That's that's a resolution all itself, isn't it? Just that one by itself. I'm going to be careful to live a blameless life. Blameless doesn't mean perfect. Blameless just means that if somebody makes an accusation, it doesn't really stick. Because there's nothing to back it up. I had a professor in college that used to say, consistency, not a Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. All right. <clears throat>